Fantasy World. This is Fantasy 101 with Todd coming at you from Houston, Texas. I'm here today to talk to you about the AFC South Division and what its fantasy relevance is as far as players per team. Um, We're going to break down each division in the NFL over the next few days. I will be posting these. We're going to get through training camp day by day. Um, I am going to do as many podcasts as possible to help as many people as possible. We're going to start with my hometown team, a team I know the best, and we're going to work our way through the other 31 teams over the next few days. Today, AFC South, we're going to start with the Houston Texans. Um, the first player I want to mention is the first player everybody's talking about from this roster is Deshaun Watson, um, second-year quarterback out of Clemson, um, flashed last year with one of the best six-game stretches, if not the best six-game stretch as a rookie quarterback in NFL history. Um, just was amazing to watch, lit up defenses, went into Seattle and lit up Seattle's defense in their hometown, in that stadium, it was impressive to watch. Um, coming back from a knee injury, he's somewhat of a running quarterback. I think that's really the only question. Other than that, I don't see why he can't repeat what he did. I know defenses are going to adjust, um, but I think one of Bill O'Brien's strengths as a coach and Watson's strengths as a quarterback, so I think they're going to adjust as well. I expect... Um, Maybe I'm a homer, but I expect this offense to do very well. Um, so that has a lot of uh, repercussions as far as um, player, other players' fantasy value. Hopkins, of course, I think is a top-tier receiver um, in you know the actual NFL and in fantasy football. He is going to get a ton of targets, just like he did last year. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, um, I don't think that needs to be talked about too much. Everybody is aware he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, Very good fantasy year ahead for Hopkins. The second guy um, in that same uh, group I want to talk about is Will Fuller. He's more of a question mark. Great when Watson was in there. Fell off a cliff when Watson... um, uh, was you know went down with the injury, his stats just plummeted. So with Watson going in and assuming that Watson stays healthy, um, Fuller will not be on the Hopkins level, but he will be a relevant fantasy RB, uh, sorry, wide receiver two um, option, maybe on the verge of wide receiver three, but he's got big play, touchdown ability with Watson. They connected um, for quite a few touchdowns in only a few games last, last year because of Fuller's Um, speed and how he can break away from defenders. He can stretch the ball down the field. Um, I think Fuller uh, and Hopkins, assuming Watson stays healthy, are both very fantasy relevant. Hopkins top end. Fuller in your mid rounds and drafts. Um, He could go as high as in the ninth round, I would say, in a standard draft. Um, Maybe in the 10-11th range, but uh, he could go as high as the ninth round. Uh, We'll move on to tight end. That's probably their biggest question mark. Uh, Ryan Griffin's probably their best bet going in. Um, Steven Anderson's probably the best athlete of the group, um, but he hasn't proven anything yet. And Griffin has uh, history here with the offense. He does have good hands. 
Um, Watson, a lot of moving around and rolling out tight ends can be handy in those situations as uh, a safety valve, old 5, 10-yard dump off. Um, so Ryan Griffin has some fantasy value. I'd take him at the back end of drafts. Uh, moving on to running back, it's another question mark area for the Texans fantasy-wise. Uh, Lamar Miller had a disappointing year last year. A lot of people took him high in drafts. Uh, this year, I think he's... <clears throat> Foreman is starting the training camp on the PUP, the physically unable to perform list. Um, therefore, Lamar Miller, assuming that Foreman is still having issues with his Achilles, or giving it more time to heal... Miller is going to get a bulk of the action in the backfield. He doesn't have much uh, competition. Alfred Blue is good, but Alfred Alfred Blue is no better than a backup running back. He's never going to be a starter in the NFL. In my eyes, he's a good backup. Um, I think he can step in Alfred Blue at times and be a, a productive running back, but he's not a starter. I think Lamar Miller, um, if it's just between him and Blue, Miller's going to get a bulk of the action and be more fantasy relevant. <clears throat> I've seen him go as early as the sixth round, but he's looking like maybe an eighth round guy in my eyes, ninth round. Um, but he's, he's still going, I think, too high, sixth, seventh round as of today, July 27th. Um, there really isn't too much more. I mentioned a sleeper list yesterday. I had Kiki Koti. I think you can take him in the back rounds. Um, yesterday, I did go as low as the 10th round, and that was, a I meant, in a dynasty rookie draft. Other than that, the 10th round is way too early. Cote should go at the end of drafts. If you can get him in the 14th, 15th, um, you know, uh, your Hail Mary guy, Kiki Cote, rookie, uh, Texas Tech, drafted by the Texans. I think it was the 4th round. Um Definitely put a star by his name. He could be a sleeper. He, at this point, he is a sleeper in my eyes. Um, I don't see much out of Ellington and Miller in the wide receiver position. Um, that's going to be it as far as... Uh, if you have IDP, I think that McKinney as an inside linebacker is going to be uh, very fantasy relevant if you have an IDP in your roster. Uh, McKinney, um, and uh, they just picked up the Honey Badger from Arizona playing safety. So if you can put him at safety on your IDP, it's not a bad idea. I play in a few leagues where we have to play a few defensive players, defensive backs as well. Um, and uh, there's a f- you know there's a few relevant players in that. Um, we'll cover that before the season starts. We're going to move on to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, They are a team that is exciting. Uh, They've got an exciting young quarterback, new coordinator. Um, LaFleur is going to open it up and throw the ball a lot more. He's their new OC, Mike Vrabel, linebackers coach for my home team, the Houston Texans last year. Um, His first head coaching job, and he's a Belichick guy. I think Vrabel's going to be a great coach. Um, LaFleur, I think, is going to open it up more, is what they're saying right now coming out of camp. Um, I've always been a Delaney Walker guy at tight end. We'll start with Delaney. 
I end up with him every year because I wait too long on tight end. I end up taking a tight end in the ninth and 10th round, and it always seems to be Delaney Walker. But I'm big on him this year. I think they're going to open it up more, and he's going to get even more targets this year. I think he's even going to climb on the tight end rankings by the end of preseason. You have an earlier draft or a draft coming up in the next couple weeks. Take Delaney Walker in that mid-round when you first get a chance and get your wide receivers running back set up. Get Delaney Walker. He is going to be a steady, steady tight end this year. The second guy I want to talk about is a second-year receiver that I took and was really high on as a rookie going into the season last year, and he had a hamstring injury, I think, in the first game. But he came back. He battled through the hamstring injury towards the end of the year. I still used him. I kept him stashed on benches. And he did okay. This year, he's coming in healthy. He looks good from all reports. They said he lit it up in the OTAs. Corey Davis, second-year receiver for Tennessee. He's going around the sixth round right now, seventh round, and it's a respectable spot for him. You may have to go a little early with him in the sixth round. I think that's a tad early. But I'm honestly in a few drafts coming up, some of my leagues I actually care about. I may take Corey Davis in that sixth round spot possibly fifth round no i I can't go as low as fifth round don't take him before the uh, sixth round but he could be a sixth round talent and that is a high spot for Corey davis i think it's his time to shine with mariota that's a good lead into mariota at quarterback i think it's his year to we're going to find out who marcus mariota is this year He's got the offensive coordinator that is going to let him open it up. He's got Henry as a steady back in the backfield. He's going to have um, Dion Lewis, which was a great pickup out of New England, um, free agent. Uh, I think he's going to get, you know, 35% of the snaps, 40% of the snaps from Henry. Um, He's going to get a lot of dump-offs, open field looks. They're going to use him similar, I believe, to... How Belichick used him in New England. I think Deion Lewis is very fantasy relevant. Um, Maybe seventh round. I think that's about middle for him. Some people are taking him too high. Uh, He's more of an eighth, ninth rounder to me. Because I think Henry's going to end up being better than a lot of people think. I don't know if Henry's going to light up the world. But I do think Henry is a strong fifth, sixth rounder right now. Um, Some people are taking him as high as the fourth round, Henry. Um, But... Uh, he's going to get the rock. I think Henry and Mariota are kind of in the same boat. This is the year Marcus Mariota, Derrick Henry, they're giving the keys to the car. Corey Davis on the outside. Rashard Matthews has been steady as a receiver. Um, Delaney Walker has been a rock at tight end. This is the year for the Titans to step up and make that next step. Um, they're in a tough division. They got my hometown Texans. They've got the Jaguars with their defense, and the Colts, if Luck comes back, anything's possible when um, Andrew Luck is running the Colts. Um, They can make up for a lot of their deficiencies with him. Um, So, excited about the Titans' offense. They're very relevant in a lot of ways, fantasy-wise, as is this division. On that note, we're going to move to the Indianapolis Colts. They are a team that is very much a question mark right now. 
Uh, we're just starting camp. Everything looks good as as of today, July 27th. Um, everything looks good as far as Luck making progress. I think they said he looks like he's ready to go. Assuming that he goes into the season healthy, um, T.Y. Hilton, fourth rounder, could go as high as a third round in some leagues if Luck is guaranteed to be healthy. Um, Hilton's draft stock goes way up. So Ty Hilton, if Luck is healthy, both of them, you know, I think Luck could go as high as fifth, sixth round. Um, if he, if people think he's going to be healthy in hundred percent right now, he's probably dropped a little bit. He's probably going around the ninth or 10th, maybe later because of people, you know, he's been hurt for two years. Um, so assuming that luck is going to be healthy, I think he's going to rise in the drafts and take him. If you get to that seventh, eighth round, I wouldn't be afraid to take Andrew luck. Um, he's that big of a talent. If he is healthy, he can be a top five quarterback, score you a ton of points. T.Y. Hilton, assuming luck is healthy, higher in the draft. Um, fourth round is where I would uh, target him. Some people are taking him earlier than that, and I would not be that guy. I, would, I wouldn't go any lower than the fourth round. Um, not big on the tight ends. Jack Doyle, somewhat fantasy relevant. So I think he might have cracked the top ten last year. He's got big hands. With luck there, um, I think his stock will go up a little bit and might slip into that starting tight end on a team in a 12-team league. Um, so Doyle's got some fantasy relevance. I mean, if you're in that, you all the tight ends are gone. There's only a few left. He's not a bad stab in that 11th, 12th, 13th round um, to pick up at tight end. <clears throat> There's really not much more on the Colts fantasy-wise. Um, that really knocks it out of the park, on, uh, especially on the defensive end. They look just horrendous on the defensive end. I don't know how they're going to overcome that, um, and it doesn't have much fantasy value, that's for sure. Um, on the defensive note, we're going to finish off the AFC South division with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they're a fun team. They, they were fun to watch last year. Um, we're going to start it off with their number one fantasy guy that I just, I didn't get him in most of my leagues, but I wanted him. I just seemed to miss most of the time. I got him in a couple, um, you know, out of 10 leagues. I think I had him in two leagues. Leonard Fournette. Uh, he is a force to be reckoned with man beast. Just looks like a linebacker in the backfield can run, um, great if you get him get him early he's a you know first round second round guy um no doubter at running back Leonard Fournette other than that in the running back I mean, his backup is TJ Yeldon you can have him as a handcuff um we'll do a handcuff list pretty soon but Yeldon would make that list um because if Fournette goes down Yeldon will be the starting back um Corey uh, Grant doesn't really count to me it would take a lot for that guy to get the starting um touches i just don't see that happening um i am not a bortles guy maybe as a backup for you if you've got a weak starting quarterback that you're a little worried about maybe like a matt ryan or um you know a quarterback that might be iffy in your eyes a golf or something like that um i would take a bortles as a backup because bortles tends to i know he's hard to watch at times and he makes lots of mistakes and um I know in actual football, he can drive you crazy, 
But in fantasy, he tends to produce. He puts up decent fantasy points. He runs. Um, and they're behind, you know, for a few years there, they were behind. So he was always playing from behind and he'd get you some points in the fourth quarter. Different now with that defense and they're going to be ahead in more games. That may hurt him a little bit on the fantasy end. And that's why I have him as, you know, a QB2 that should be a backup on most teams. Um, but he's still fantasy relevant. If gets to where some injuries happen to some big names uh, during the year and let's say, Their defense does really well, and the offense opens up a little bit. Bortles has the talent where he can put up some decent points for you. I would keep him on the radar. Probably wouldn't draft him. Um, but and if Or if you did, maybe draft him in the last round or two as a backup. Um, I'm not huge on any of the receivers. Honestly, Marquise Lee, just out of uh, somebody has to get the ball. Just out of, uh, he's going to get targets, 8 to 10 targets a game, just because there's nobody else to throw to. Dante Moncrief came over from Indianapolis, but Marquise Lee, I think, is the guy, the best receiver out of the group. Um, and fantasy-wise, I would draft him, you know, mid-late, mid, late, late to mid-round, definitely later than the 12th round. Um, D.D. Westbrook, I think, is a Young talent that has a chance to be a really good NFL receiver. I don't know how fantasy relevant he is yet, but he did get some targets towards the end of the season last year. They've got him buried pretty deep on the depth chart right now. But D.D. Westbrook has the talent to where if he got the opportunity, I think he could do pretty well. Um, But right now, I think he might even be buried behind their rookie, D.J. Shark, um, who has more physical abilities than D.D. Westbrook. Um, at this point, as far as what it looks like on the depth chart, they're pretty high on him. Um, and like I said earlier, Dante Moncrief came over from Indiana. Um, he hasn't proven anything to me yet, just little flashes with Luck. Um, there's a big difference between Andrew Luck and Blake Bortles. So I have to see how he, you know, how Moncrief meshes with Bortles before I make any fantasy relevant decisions with him. He may end up being a decent, you know, wide receiver four or something and uh you know depending on your format starting three receivers it gets pretty shallow towards the back end something like that um i don't see their offense lighting it up anyways i really just see it as leonard fournette and everybody else honestly at this point okay well that's the afc south uh we will continue tomorrow i will get another podcast out um and we'll go to the afc north tomorrow and uh we'll continue with the info to get you guys set up to win your fantasy seasons this is todd in houston see you tomorrow guys